What's going on, Broncos country? My name's Kev Dan, and this is the Bourbon Broncos No BS Post Game Podcast. Glad you're all here. Uh, we got John back. Uh, John, I know that, uh, you know, David was here last week. It was awesome to have him on. Uh, I thought he was better looking than you, but, you know, it doesn't seem like that was really the case. So, <laughs> he's got the better looking one of the two. Yeah, I mean, that's not saying much, but he's got the height advantage on me. So, uh, hopefully he doesn't listen to this. Yeah, no, it was good times. Well, talking about good times, there were none to be had for the Broncos or all of Colorado sports, for that matter, on Saturday night. So we're going to go ahead and do what nobody wants to do and relive the entire experience of the Lions game. So Broncos country, get a drink. You're going to need it. But we're going to talk about it anyway. So here we go. Welcome to the Post Game Podcast. Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news. Well, guys, that happened. Um, I'm I'm good, John. Are you good? I'm done. Here That's, we are. That, it happened. It Can happened. we just fast forward, you know, seven days? <laughs> to the to end of the show? <laughs> oh, even, even better. Fast forward the entire week to get to yes, the Patriots game. Please. I would absolutely love that. Um, but, hey, guys, um, look – there's going to be a lot of things, a lot of raw emotions still, even though it was two days ago. You know, I'm still feeling it. I'm still unhappy. Um, but I'm just going to preface preface the whole show with this, John. Right. I am not pissed at the, the fact that we lost. We all talked about this was the one game we could drop. Looking at this, the chances in the playoffs, you know, I'm seeing a lot of different calculations and stuff. But from the things that I'm playing with on the, the ESPN, you know, tracker, um, things other people are putting out. We're still looking at about a 75-ish percent chance of making the playoffs. Uh, we really? did lose the AFC West. Unless unless we went out and the the um, Chiefs lose out, which isn't going to happen, um, you know, unless the Chiefs just lose three games. But, um, you know, we're still looking good for playoff chance. What I'm pissed about, John, and this <laughs> what, is going to be the be, baseline Kevin? for a whole conversation, <laughs> is the way in yeah. which we lost. Yeah. Right. So look, man, I think we'll just do like what we normally do. Let's rewind the clock a little back a little bit. Let's bring us back to right before kickoff and all of the things that were going through our minds uh, to start the game and how we were feeling, man. So what do you think? Well, Kev, before kickoff, I knew that I was not going to be able to watch the game live because unfortunately I had a holiday uh, Christmas party to attend. So I did. I shut off myself from the world, the outside world, I should say. Turned my phone off, didn't look at anything until I was able to watch the game later on. And, uh, you know, the strategy in hindsight worked out. But my thoughts on going into this game, exactly what you were saying. You know, this was, I think, I still think, the hardest game we had left on our schedule. Going to Detroit, uh, you know, the away team is never easy. But you're right, like... Um, I at least wanted us to show up. I had expectations that we were going to at least keep it close. And um, so I wanted to see more of that. I wanted to see us continue the momentum from the Chargers game. Um, and, you know, very early on, I we, we saw, you know, very similar to what we saw in the Texans game. 
just yeah. a team a team that didn't show up. But um, Kev, what were your thoughts going into this one? So very optim- optimistic, I would say. You know, there was listening to all the the talking heads give their spiel on what they thought was going to happen. I mean, pretty much everyone was saying it was going to be a close game. You know, like a, maybe a two possession game was was the biggest spread that I saw from people's score predictions. Oh, yeah. Um. You know, so that it's like, okay, everyone's thinking the same thing. No one's over here going, oh, there's no way that the Broncos are going to stand a chance and that this is going to be like a, a, you know, Miami game repeat. You know, they're just going to get whomped on. They don't know what they're walking into. There was a lot of hype around what this Broncos team could do, and a lot of it was because of the defense. Now, everybody was saying, you know, this offense needs to show up today, but if the defense does what they have been doing against a turnover, as of recent t- turnover-prone team like the Lions were, you know, this should go at least be a very good game in terms of how close it is. Um, right. So even on the, the pregame podcast, like they were, you were talking about, you know, last minute drives or the last drives of the game. And so going into this, it's like, okay, this should be, you know, there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. But by the time we get to the, the halfway through the fourth quarter, you know, we're going to start to see that this team is making a push. Uh, the Broncos are making a push to, to close it out and win it out. Yeah. So, um that was what I was thinking, man. I was feeling good. Well, and especially because the Lions in recent weeks really had not looked as scary as they did early on in the season, at least in, in my perspective. Um, you know, we looked at this game yeah. like, oh, this is like a, you know, months ago we were looking at this game as a, you know, circle this as a loss, right? And then the weeks progressed. We got closer. Broncos are playing better. Lions are looking less like the Lions <laughs> at the beginning of the season. So, there were, I, yeah, I 100% had hope going into this game, uh, thinking it was a, it was doable at, at the very least. Um, did not expect to see what I saw. Yeah, from the get go, nope. totally agree. And from the get go, uh, we can just go ahead and dive into the game, you know, and and what happened there. So, you know, before we go through all the stats and everything and all that stuff, you know, we can look at the the beginning of the game and. And early on, what did we see from once again? The defense came out looking decent, you know, Um, exactly what I expected from them to do. Uh, Two weeks in a row that the defense nullified an early turnover from the Broncos. Um, And that gave me huge excitement. Yeah, I was replaying the game in my mind. You know, we get the a big stop, you know, early on on the first drive. Again, taking away a little bit of the the home crowd, you know, energy from them from our defense. And look, we had a sack, I think, on one of the first two plays. Yep, one of the first two plays. And yeah, everything's going to plan. Froze. We get the ball. Oh, you, you froze. You froze there, you Yeah, you might have lost me. We're gonna we're gonna cut that from the uh, the podcast uh, itself, but we'll get we'll get uh, John back up here in just a second. Um, for everybody who's watching and and listening, you know, please thank you for tuning in. Please hit, hit subscribe, hit that share button. Um, definitely appreciate all of your support. But um, John, as you were saying, good sir, just go back. <laughs> yeah, where did I lose you? Just go back to the start of your thought. <laughs> just the very top. Defense gets a stop first drive. Very excited, right? Offense gets the ball, and we're drive like they were driving. And we had a big play. Yeah. For very first pass was to Judy, uh, like yep. a 40 yard completion. And I mean, I, I was feeling very good. I may have been very hungover when I was watching this game. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, okay. I was feeling uh, some good energy early on. And then, uh, yeah, right away, that, that, that sack fumble from, from Russ. Um, you don't, unfortunately, you don't see that often with him, but 
No. I think it just it crushed the momentum of the offense early on, um, which sucked. And, you're, and then to your point, yeah, the defense, because they returned that like 30 yards uh, to put yeah. them in field goal range at least. And yep. uh, defense came up big um, to, to, to keep us in it early on. Uh, the first quarter ended what zero zero i think yeah sure did and then and all the way through the first quarter so and then all the other quarters all the other quarters happened oh, God. <laughs> it all happened from there but but look i mean you know we had the fumble but we got them to punt you know right. we nullified that turnover which two weeks right. in a row like i said huge um we punt they punt we punt and so it seems like okay maybe this won't be a high oh man i remember when i had that thought and i was like i can't believe i had that thought um you know, I thought, okay, well, maybe this won't changed. be a high-scoring game like things everybody changed. was thinking. Maybe this will be a very defensive game. Both offenses are going to struggle. Defenses are going to come up huge. Um, you know, so maybe this will be like a, you know, 10 to 7 game or a, you know, 13, 10 game kind of a thing, right? We're just going to be ugly. Both teams are just going to be brawling it out all game long. Um, and then and then things happened. Not exactly. Not good things. Not good things. None of it good. Um, <laughs> from here on out, there's very little positive to talk about. So if you if you wanted to tune in for the good part of the podcast, well, that ends here. Uh, it's it's going to be sad and painful from here on out. But please keep listening. We'll, we'll try to keep it lively and have some fun with it. Um, Seems like a good time for a refill. Yeah, uh, it sure is. For of your sad whiskey, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, definitely pour some of that. But. All of a sudden, we saw the Lions offense just click into high gear. They figured um, it out, man. They figured it out real, real fast. You know, their first, it was an eight yard or eight play, 80 yard uh, touchdown, um, throw in, run in. I mean, they were doing everything pretty much on that drive there. So you're looking at, you know, gain of 19 yards, gain of 20 yards. Um, you know, another gain of 17 yards. So they're just getting huge chunk plays time and time again. Um, and it's just that middle of the field crap that has just field. always plagued us. That is always played. It seems like whenever a team tests us with the, the over the, you know, over the middle stuff, we get burned. Yeah. It's when teams are like, oh, they're not going to let that, you know, be a problem this week. We're going to try all these other things. That's like, man, you could just beat us if you just throw to the middle of the field to your tight end, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Amon Ra, St. Brown, one of the top receivers in the league. Sure, you expect he's going to have a huge game from time to time. I think he put up 110, yep. 111 yards. But it's the tight end that it's so frustrating because we've had these issues in the past with the tight end. And we made this guy – I mean, look, he's having an amazing rookie season, um, which is hard to do as a tight end in the NFL. But mm -hmm. we made him look like an all-pro. I mean, three touchdown catches. Who does that? Yeah. No one. <laughs> Tyreek uh, does that. Basically. Yeah, Tyreek does yeah. that. Travis Kelsey does that. Yeah. Um, now, you know, and, and to be fair, you know, to give credit where credit's due, you know, he is setting a – he is breaking right. records, for the rookie tight end right. position out there in, in Detroit. And, and he they've might had, be an all-pro. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Time. I mean, you know, they've had a Hall of Famer. I can't remember his name, but Hall of Famer tight end. So, I mean, they've had – Really like, good experience. Yeah, thank you. Um, so they've had famer, good experience. <laughs> oh no, there's somebody they were talking about that was a Hall of Famer. But anyway, this guy's out there breaking uh breaking records left and right, and they're like, there's still four games to go. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so he was a big emphasis point of we need to find a way to we're not gonna be able to shut him down, but limit him. Yeah. 
Um, but that had happened. It did not. It did not. Um, he single-handedly, like, he had three touchdowns, the Broncos had two. So <laughs> you take away yeah. his touchdowns, and then maybe it would be a close game. But uh, yeah. unfortunately, we don't have the power to do that, Kevin. Exactly. Um, but from look at all their touchdown drives. Yeah. 75 yards, 80 yards, 60 yards. Like they were long ass drives. Yeah. And every single play were chunk plays. If it wasn't, you know, a 10, 12, 11, whatever, 15 yard catch, the running game was on for them as well. Yeah. You know, they got eight yards, six yards every time they ran the ball. I mean, both running backs easily could have gotten over 100 yards in this game for them. Um, you know, oh, Gibbs, Gibbs did hit hundred yards. Another so. rookie. Yeah. He gets over a hundred. Um, I think Montgomery had 85. So, yep. but, but they only rushed it, I think 17, around 17 times. No, they like had, I uh, no, Montgomery had 17 touches. Gibbs had 11. So they did have 28 total rush attempts. Oh, I got that. Um, yeah. now, I mean, but, but looking at Gibbs, I mean, he was averaging 9.1 yards a carry. Holy yeah. now I know we've been talking about our uh, the Broncos run game defense has been not good, but this is a whole nother level of not good. Yeah, this is like I mean, three other levels of not good. You're essentially giving every time they run the yeah. ball, you are essentially giving them a first down every yeah. single time. And if not, it's like second and short. And keep in mind that's including the first quarter where they did not score, didn't get very many first downs. Mm-hmm. So all of that came in the second through fourth, and uh, yeah. oh my god, it's hard to think yeah. about. No, it uh, you know, and, and you look at it, you know, numbers are kind of similar in this regard in terms of the Broncos also had twenty eight rush attempts, same yeah. number, only not, averaged three this, yards a carry. Number. Three. Yeah. Now, out of uh, Samaji Pirine six carries, he did average six point two. Um, yeah. So that you know, but everyone else down the chain, I mean, Javante Williams only 2.27 yards for him on 12 attempts. Yeah, um, Julio McLaughlin two carries for two yards, you know, like it, they just could not get anything going. And it was about this time of the game. And I want to ask you about this, John. It was about this time of the game, you know, especially well, you know, the the pass rush for the Lions just went berserk. Yeah, and we had no answer for it. They didn't get we a ton of sacks in this game, but they were they were applying pressure or they yeah. were stopping the run. I was seeing a trend where it just felt like every drive was the same. It was like we get one, two, maybe three yards at best on first down. And then second down, we're either like, seriously, best case scenario on second down in this game was a no, no yard game, like an incomplete mm-hmm. pass or a run for zero yards. Other than that, it was negative two yards, negative three yards, a penalty. Like, it was bad on second down, which led to, you know, third and longs every single, single time it felt like. Um, and I don't even know what, what was that third down number. That's been a big issue for us lately. Um, um, five to 13, so yeah. not great. Don't get me wrong, but, you know, it's not the zero for 11 that we saw against, what, the Texans? Um, yep. So even with, like, the terrible first and second downs, like, we were still <laughs> better efficient. It's hard to say that five yeah. and thirteen is better efficiency <laughs> because it's not great, but hey, it's um, improved. It, I guess I, I just I felt like we were getting into to third and longs too often. Every time. Um and when you have no run game, you know, it, it totally limits your options. 
yeah, you know, than you are in those third and long positions. And the defense knows you're going to throw the ball, especially when your run game's not working. Now, if you have a, a run game that's averaging you 9.1 yards per carry, yeah, you can run the ball on third and six, third and seven, third and eight, whatever, right? right. Uh, but when you're only averaging two yards per carry, you know, the defense then knows exactly essentially what yeah. type of play you're going to call. And that's just makes it so much easier for them. So it just, I mean, it snowballed on us rapidly yeah. Yeah. in terms of the yeah. offense. I could not wait for the first half to end. Like I was getting frustrated. I mean, oh my God, those last three drives for them on offense. Mm -hmm. I was like, we get, we got to get into halftime. Cause this is, everything is collapsing. Um, yep. And our run game, right? to your point, is not working. Um, like nothing was working. Uh, we we if, it also felt like there was a few times where we had some big plays, like the first drive we already talked about, big plays that amounted to another. I think the second drive, I'm pretty sure uh, Marvin Mims had a, a close catch. I think what yep. he was at if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's that second foot. I think it was. Yeah, and so that was super close. It was like one of those things again. We've talked about it two weeks in a row where it's like if that's caught in the sun, I feel like he's getting in somehow. Yeah. I don't know how, but <laughs> I think he's getting in. Uh, yep. And then there was like, uh, one or two other drives where it's like we had a big play and then we just kind of squandered it and nothing nothing mm -hmm. came of it. Um, and then the lines were right. figuring it out. They were figuring it out, and it's like we couldn't get into halftime soon enough. And then we started calling timeouts on their drive, like with their two minute drive. We started calling timeouts like we we're gonna get the ball back and go and score. Which I like the idea of it, kind of. But in that situation, I was like get us to halftime. Like we don't need to extend this longer. Like let's, no. let's get into the locker room and like try and start fresh. And, and yeah. And then they, we gave them more time to go figure it out and go get a touchdown on their final drive of the half. And that, I don't know. It just frustrated me because you could see the, the writing on the wall for the, the, the Lions had figured us out at that point. And you just got to get to halftime is the way the feeling I was yeah. getting. I don't know. Did you, did you have that same feeling? You know, I didn't think about it in the moment, to be honest with you, but, you know, looking at it, when you know that the opposing team is just bearing down on you like none other, you know, the score is already 14-0 at that point. Right. I get that you want to get the ball back in the hands of your offense, but your offense hasn't done anything. No. You know, there's zero right. confidence on them being able to make something happen, even get in field goal position. So like what you're saying now, you know, I, I understand the the logic behind it and and everything, but you, I would want to keep the Lions' offense on their toes almost. Like I want them to have to worry about the play clock. Clock. I want them. <laughs> I want them to worry about. Um, yeah, we're gonna cut that. Uh, cut that. Cut that. Um, <laughs> the play clock. We want them to feel the pressure, right? But when you give them that timeout, or when we take a timeout, that's great. It rests our defense but it rests them as well. And now they have extra time to talk about what they want to do. Right. Um, and look, cool. Maybe we could have gotten, uh, you know, a field goal. Well, by then it would have been 14, three, but they still scored that touchdown 21. Oh, so maybe 21, three, like that's, that's not going to do anything. They didn't, they didn't need, like they were just, they had all the momentum, but they had everything on their side. We didn't need to help them by giving them a timeout, make, help them think about, um, you know, what they're doing here. Uh, Jared, you're welcome to join, by the way. You know, Jared, Jared is welcome to join. Uh, we have a, a guest. We won't yell at you. We won't I, yell I at you like Sean Payton yells at, at Russell Wilson, I promise. I, I might. I'm kind of feeling I'm on the, I'm, <laughs> right. I'm on the verge. Right, I, the won't verge. I won't yell at you. I won't yell at you. I'm a screamer, don't you know? Um, 
But Jared asked a good, a good a good question that maybe we could use the the halftime break here, if you will, to think about. This is where we, you know, everything's falling apart around the Broncos. Um, the defense is just totally collapsed. The offense is doing absolutely nothing. Um, they had seventy yards in the first half. Seventy yards. Yeah, don't remind me. And, and forty-one of those yards came on the first drive. <laughs> so. After the first drive, they did absolutely nothing. They did absolutely nothing. But who yeah, who who do we start looking at this to to blame? You know, if you had to blame somebody, you know, looking at just looking at the first half that we've had a look at so far, like where where's your mind at at this point when you're watching the game going? Again, this need this is what needs to change to get us yeah. back into it. Again, it was that same feeling, you know, not showing up to a game. And we saw we've seen it now two times in the past three weeks where one team comes out ready and one team doesn't. And yes, we've been away both times. And yes, we had three games in the span of 13 days, something like that. That's hard. I get it. But it happens. It just happens in the NFL. You have to get over. I mean, luckily, we did not lose all three games. I still have confidence in this team, just the way that we were able to bounce back against the Chargers last time. But, man, we didn't have this performance against uh, the Texans. And maybe the Lions are a better team than the Texans, you know. Um <sighs> Maybe I I don't. Yeah. When they're on their game, but they were inconsistent. Like they had a dip in their season right now. I wouldn't be surprised if this is the game that they go, boom, we got it. And we're going to go out there and just just rip down the NFC. Right. We could, we could be their jumpstart. Um, Right. Very true. (laughs) um, But yeah, I mean, I'm, I was sitting there just thinking like, you know, the, the, the pass rush from the lions, I think hadn't really, you know, hit me in terms of how often they were doing it, how, um, how, uh, effective it was for them. So my biggest thing is our offense needs to get something going. Right. So I'm looking yeah. at Sean Payton going, dude, when are we going to show up? When are you going to we, wake we've up? We've got to put points on the board. I, at that point at halftime, I still had full confidence that defense was going to come out and defense was going to go, okay, enough, right. you know, enough. This is not who we are. This is not how we play all soft, missing tackles, letting things go. We're going to tighten it up. We're going to find a way to get to Jared Goff, get in his face and force some turnovers. Yeah. I was, I would have put money down on that. You know, yeah. so my concern was offense at halftime. Yep. I a hundred percent agree. I had all the confidence in the world. We were going to figure it out on defense. I'll, man, we have talked a lot this season of the whole Ben don't break mantra yeah. for, for Vance Joseph. That was non-existent yesterday. No, it was just you know, fast-forwarding a little bit here, but they still scored three touchdowns in, in the basically the second quarter. I think actually definitely mm. in the second quarter. Yeah. And so, uh, but again, to your point, yes, I had faith the defense was going to figure it out. I was worried about the offense. To Jared's question, who do you blame? I mean, one team showed up, one team didn't. One team very clearly had a game plan that was working. Now. You look at that first drive. If we don't get that fumble in that first drive, who knows where that goes? Who knows how that changes the whole outcome of the game, honestly? Um, if we're able to score a touchdown, if we're able to score a field goal, I think our offense probably has a you know a little bit more mojo and can kind of, you know, at least not punt every freaking drive um of the first right. half and and maybe things go differently first in the second half. But yeah, I, I mean, I think all that goes to preparation for the game. Um Get going back. I think to so. Um, the, he was. It just felt like he was out coached. Now again, this stuff happens in the NFL. 
um, you're going to have a game like this. So it comes down to, again, I still feel like that we control – Technically, we don't control our own destiny. I can't actually say that, but to a to a degree, we do. Though. To an extent, if we we do have to win out from here, um, so if we can bounce back like we did after we didn't show up against the Texans, mm-hmm. we're just gonna have to carry that for forward for the next three games. Yep, and then hope that a couple of these teams lose that need to lose, right? And there are there's a lot way of, too many. There's a lot of scenarios that we don't have time to break down every single one, right? But Essentially, the big one that we're all concerned about is if the Broncos win out, we'll have about a 70 to 80 percent chance of, of making the playoffs. You know, and I then think, you're looking at. Yeah, I think I think 10 wins gets us in still um, nine wins. I think I would, I would not say normally I would say normally. But this year, there's uh, all I, these I teams that are like eight and does. six and seven and seven. There's a ton. There's a ton. But I think that enough of them played. I think there's enough between them that, that and there's just all those teams have like backup quarterbacks. And yeah. like, yeah, it blows <laughs> my mind. How no. all of those teams no. seem to have won this past weekend. Like if we have another weekend like this, then yeah. We're oh, not this was, <laughs> I, I meant to say this at the beginning of the show. Like this was the worst weekend you could have possibly had as a Colorado sports fan, not just yeah. Broncos. Right. But as a Colorado sports fan, because the Nuggets lost, the, the Avs lost, the Broncos lost. But then every game we needed to go in our yeah. way outside of the Broncos went the other way, and right? It was I'm just you, amazing. I watched all those games, at least the fourth quarter or the end of each game, and it's always like close, 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 close. And yep. the team Overtime. we needed to lose pulled it out Sneaks at the last by. second. And I was just like, seriously? Like, yeah. I'm glad I didn't know sports betting this weekend because I think I would have lost a lot of money. <laughs> hey, if I had put a running bet on, you know, all the things to go against the Broncos, I would have made a pretty good penny this weekend. But uh, I wouldn't do that just because I, you know, I was going to say, yeah, you seem like the Broncos pessimist, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, no. Life. So I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. But <laughs> um, now let me get your take on this, because I said this at the, uh, during the halftime show and somebody. I'm not going to say took offense to it, but disagree oh, already offended i, don't I probably that's offended. fair um i said that the broncos have a problem beating good teams consistently okay would you agree or not i mean well how far back are we going here the, this, this year season? we're looking at this year this head coach this coaching staff these players and this year we are inconsistent when it comes to beating good teams I mean, when you look at that five-game winning streak that we had, I disagree with you. Um, But I mean, we had a great run there where it and it always seemed to come down to the last possession. Yeah, I mean, even the Texans team, we could have we technically could not we we definitely could have won that game on the last throw and uh, weren't able to pull it out in in a game. I mean, that game. I feel like the Vikings game, the Bills game, all those games felt like we probably shouldn't have been where we were. And, uh, sure. and we pulled it out. Now, if you want to go from right. the start of the season, I'd probably tell you you're you're 50 because you look at Dolphins, uh, you know, the Chiefs the first time around, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't. That's I what I'm to- talking. That's what I'm talking about. Like we've shown that we can play good teams and beat them. Okay, I'm I'm not taking anything away from that whatsoever. My problem is, especially now later in the season when these games are more meaningful, and I get we're on the road, but you're going to have to learn how to win on the road. If you're telling me that, you know, this team can only beat the good teams at home, you know, that 
that's far from being able to say, let's get in the playoffs and we have a chance to win a game well, because that, yeah. I mean, more concerning than the consistency of beating good teams is that how we played on the road, re, at least recently mm-hmm. for me. So if you want to talk about recency bias and you can say recency bias, well, we've been consistently beating team, good teams recently. Well, we've consistently not been playing great on the road recently. So if we're looking at a team that we're hoping is going to be a wild card team, well, guess what? Week mm-hmm. one's in the playoff is going to be on the road. Um, yeah. And probably against a pretty good team. <laughs> it's not there like is a scenario I ran. week one. <laughs> there is a scenario scenario I ran on the ESPN thing where it has uh <laughs> the Chiefs how at the second seed. How, how many hours have you dedicated to this? Like 20 minutes. It's I'm just Saturday. clicking buttons. I think Saturday. this if I you know if this goes Saturday. that way and that goes well, like, Saturday, it's fine. Thirds of the games don't matter, you know. Like so it's like okay, whatever, whatever. I'm really looking at like four or five teams. Right. But interesting, interesting scenario could be Broncos get the seventh seed, Chiefs okay. get the second seed, oh, wild awful. card game in Arrowhead, um, yeah. and you know the Chiefs are going to want blood. Yeah, I don't want to play the Chiefs in Arrowhead. I don't care how bad they're looking recently. Uh huh. Uh huh. Until and they lose the Super Bowl, they're still the Super Bowl champions. <laughs> Here's the thing: I, I'm not saying until that until they don't win the Super Bowl. Right. There, there you go. Um, I'm not saying that the Broncos, for me to believe that the Broncos are a good team, that they have to beat all the good teams. You're not, that's not going to happen. No. You're going to lose games in a season unless you're the whatever 1972 Miami Dolphins. Um, otherwise, you're going to lose a game or two or three or four or five in a season, right? It's how we've lost the last two big games. I know the Texans game was close. I get it. Okay. But we didn't really show up Mm-mm. until halftime. It was the second half. This yeah. last game? Yeah, this last game, we didn't show up at all. No. And this is supposed to be a playoff mentality game. And so if, I, I hope we get in the playoffs. But from these two games right here, this tells me that we're not only going to be a one and done, we could get embarrassed. You know? And so there yeah, has I to mean, be something that comes from this game that that kicks them in the butt to say, you got you to gotta step it up. Um, you know, if you're not giving it a hundred percent, you're clearly not giving it a hundred percent. So what is it going to take for you guys to go out there and, I, I and, just, and play like a, you know, playoff worthy team? Yeah. I got to believe that we'd come, we wouldn't show up the way we did against the Texans. We wouldn't show up the way we did against the Lions if we're in the but playoffs. We've done it, we've done it right. twice now in three weeks. If that's how we show up. Then yeah, a hundred percent believe right. that we will. Well, be I'm just saying that's that. my concern. That's my concern is all I'm saying. You know, I would love us to go we, the thing is Kevin, we have to win three games in a row to make the, to have a chance. Can you to tell I don't want? Can you tell I don't want to talk about the Lions game anymore? I'm like, let's go talk. Like, ooh, like, like, well, I want to go over here now. We put ourselves <laughs> in a position where every game is a must win, and oh, I think I mean they're all winnable games again. But it's not easy to win three in the row in a row against the worst team in the NFL. So yeah, it's going to be a tough um, rest of the you know the rest of the season. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, let's get back into to this game. Uh, oh, second half of Lions. Half? Yeah, we need to. <laughs> um, now, one other thing I said during the halftime show um, that I was very adamant about that everyone else was agreeing with was that the Broncos would all need the time, to... Kevin. Well, well, yeah, it's my show. So even if they disagree, I, I tell them, no, you do actually agree with me. Um, you're not allowed to disagree. Um, 
we all, everybody was saying that the Broncos need to do what they haven't done all season. And that is to go out and get points to start the second half. Not, and, and we haven't even got a field goal after halftime. So we're sitting here saying we need to go out there and get a touchdown after halftime. What happens, man, they give me hope. Get the they ball, go down the field, looking good. 21-14 game. And man, at this point, I'm chomping at the bit because I'm like, oh, the defense is they're 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 out of their heads. They are zoned in on what's going on. They are going to get some turnovers. This game is going to be 21-21 in the next 10 minutes, and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> and that didn't happen. That's yeah. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> like about halftime adjustments. Who would think that the Broncos offense is going to be the, the unit that makes the adjustments? Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't have. I would have. I was thinking that was going to be a real long shot. And then the defense doesn't show up. Yeah, doesn't make adjustments. Like what? I mean, I was very excited after the touchdown. I still knew is it two? It's a two touchdown um, game at that mm-hmm. point. Twenty-one-seven. But it's like okay, we get a stop here. You know, we score a field goal or touchdown again, and now you know things are going in our direction. We're we're back in it. We're back. But then the defense. Did not make halftime adjustments. After those first, what, three drives, the Lions scored a touchdown on every single drive except for one. That's insane. <laughs> that is not Ben, don't break. <laughs> I would no, say that is just opposite. <laughs> that's, did they even get off the plane? Like, who were those imposters wearing the Broncos jerseys? Because that is just so uncharacteristic of our defense. Because as soon as the the Lions scored that touchdown in the second half, I was like, I, "We don't have an answer for this right now." And yeah. I know we'll talk about the next probably a lot a lot of time about this next drive for the Broncos offense because the whole world's been talking about it. But yeah. I was feeling pretty down after the Lions scored for their first possession of the second half, thinking, "I don't yeah. think it matters what we do at this point on offense." I don't yeah. think I think they're pretty much going to score a touchdown every drive. Is the feeling I was getting. No, a hundred percent. To me, that was the nail in the coffin. That was these guys are just walking all over us, you know. And and times running, you know, when you're down twenty eight to seven, you know, and it's halfway or near the end of the third quarter, yeah, time is already a factor, right? You know, it, it is t- it is time to 100%. get going, 100%. but you don't have time to, to mess around. Yeah. Um, it just everything just kept going wrong for us all night long to include on this drive. Now, talking about this drive, I will preface it by saying I understand the anger, but we did not lose because yes. of the refs. Yes. The I refs did not allow 42 points to, or yes. whatever be put up against us. Yes. The refs did not hold us to only 10 fine. We get that other touchdown. It's well, instead of 17, it's like 24, 42 or whatever. Like, you know, yeah. the ref screwed us on that one drive. Yeah. Got it. No, we can do it. We can do a weekly segment, Kevin. And maybe this is something we adopt where we just do yeah, the bad, the bad, uh, refereeing call of the week. Um, the bad, you know, fucked over the Broncos uh, <laughs> call of the week. Again, I'll say it again. I think refereeing this year has just been bad straight up. It has been. Throughout the year. It has Throughout been. the league. Every game, it seems like there's at least one call that's just like, where did you guys come up with this? Like, this is just, I don't know. Yeah. Well, Maybe and it's so inconsistent. It always seems to be against the Broncos. 
Right. And spoiler alert. Well, you're seeing it from other teams. What's that? You're seeing it from other teams every week now, too. You know, it's not just like, okay, a couple teams, you know, every weekend are upset. It's there's like one or two terrible calls yeah. in almost every single game. And it's not so much it, half of it is that they're making it up, but the other half is that it's just inconsistent. Oh, like yeah. you're telling me that Tooney was offsides four times and then you called it on the fifth no, time. Yeah. But when the Broncos guard helmet is just a little too far forward, you're and not going to give him a warning. I'm sorry. You're just going to call that. See, so that's where I, that's where my frustration comes in is because you're not being, if you're going to, okay, you get one warning and then it's a flat. If you do that across the league, there cleans up a whole issue. You shouldn't have to give warnings, to be honest. Yeah, there should be no warning. That's not how penalties There should be no work. warning. That's but why when Mahomes that's is what you're complaining do. about that that it shouldn't have been called because it didn't affect the, the play. Like, that's not how penalties work. You don't call yeah, that's not. <laughs> penalties just when yeah. it affects the play. Like, what? <laughs> yep. Like, are and, you not an NFL quarterback? Like, do yeah. you not hold this? <laughs> I mean, so that's ridiculous. So I'm glad we got a chance to make fun of Mahomes a little bit here. But, oh, yes. Um, yeah, I, I just, I don't, you don't see it on the replay. And, I don't know. Maybe we just get rid of refs altogether and just do robot refs, you know, because a robot oh, ref's not going to call make that call, you know. <laughs> yeah, be like, nope, he was 0.2 centimeters offsides. Oh, yeah, well, then the game might change a little bit. Maybe it's going like, to change. Well, yeah. yeah, but uh, he hit that player with the four, you know, two <laughs> yeah. pounds per right, square. You have immediately changed anyway. my mind. You have immediately <laughs> changed my mind. <laughs> now that I think about it, I also think that's a bad idea. Um, but, but that's that's my frustration this? with no this refs. is. No refs. No refs. That's Backyard also terrible. Because then Backyard they're just rules. Really you call your own penalties, and if it's bullshit, yeah, it's not gonna. That's there's gonna, gonna be uh, there's gonna be uh, some fighting. <laughs> Next thing you know, there are three teams playing in the Super Bowl, and nobody knows what's going on. It's just massive chaos and pandemonium. All right. Um, How many bad ideas you want for me tonight, Kev? Nah. <laughs> Let's just keep <laughs> it. Even, keep it keep a five on. minutes. <laughs> um. But so that, that's – I agree with you, and I, I feel the frustration the anger from Broncos country. Um, that was a – that was a pretty – that was the weakest offsides call I've ever seen. Um, and, and when there's so much heat – like, this was the same week. It's not like the Kansas City thing happened early in the season, and now we're, like, three months later. This is within a week of each other. You're telling me there was no call to the refs to say, here's how we need to fix this situation moving forward? And if like it is, they over apply it. and they're like, if he's a, if you think he's a centimeter outside, call it. And it's like, I look at the replays. And I'm like, no, no, I don't, no. I don't see. I just, I still don't see it when I look at the replays. So, yeah, I don't know what they're looking at. I don't know, man. I don't maybe know. the ref, I don't know either. maybe this is it. Maybe the ref was a step farther back than he realized. He was looking down the line, and because of that angle, he thought it. maybe. You know, maybe it's just a positioning thing, and they can—they'll clean mean. it up. They, they, the refs always you clean it up. They always the will get it right in the future. You're funny, man. You got jokes tonight. I love it. <laughs> I was joking. Look, yeah. look. The—I know we were close to getting the touchdown on those other two plays. The first one, um, I think he was—I don't know if he was short or not, but that would not have been overturned be a touchdown there was no McLaughlin. career are you talking about mclaughlin mclaughlin's yeah. yeah the second one which i think was williams mm-hmm. that one i think you could have challenged now i want your take on this now i know we had already burned a timeout earlier maybe even on that drive due to miscommunication so i get it we're down by a couple scores you know you want to preserve your timeouts but you also need points desperately yeah 
I would have thought that Sean Payton would have thrown the red flag on that other touchdown attempt because I thought there was enough to to turn it over, you know, to show that the ball yeah. crossed him. Okay. Now, okay. I, I, yeah. On both of those plays, if they call it a touchdown, it's a touchdown. Which, by the way, going back to refing, they typically mm. do in those situations because if you call it because touchdown, then it's, a review. it's automatically reviewed. Yeah. But they don't. And, you know, that shit happens. I, I actually disagree. I think it's flipped. I think okay. the McLaughlin one was more likely to be called because I think the ball breaks the plane and then he's pushed That's what backwards. I'm talking about. Then. Okay. That's what I'm talking and about. Then. I think the Javante Williams one is easier. And again, both times they were called short on the field. So I think the Javante Williams one is harder for them to overturn in that situation. I think the McLaughlin one is the one that everyone's giving Sean Payton heat for. Um, Mm -hmm. And and I, I get what he's saying. Like it is hard to get a successful challenge for field position but when it's breaking the plane of the like it is very black and white when you like break the plane just because of the the change of the color on the field Mm -hmm. and it's a line that goes across the field it's not like you're hoping to see a hash mark from a weird camera angle like you have cameras down the line of the end zone that's going to tell you or not so i hear what he's saying and yes he's not successful in these situations like historically but Mm -hmm. I, I did feel like the McLaughlin one. And and then the other thing is everyone was getting on Russ for snapping the ball too quickly on, but I think both of those, you know, after both of those plays to not allow the replay team to kind of analyze it more, but it's like, right. I mean, how is that not relayed to him when they they're given the play calls? Hey, maybe wait, bring this all the way down to the one second mark, not 20 yeah. seconds early. Like miscommunication. You can't allow that to happen twice. Right. But yes, I I don't I don't know if either of those get overturned to be honest because it it was called short on the field yeah. and and if they were both called touchdowns I think they both would have stayed touchdowns too it's like one of for those sure plays. the only yeah I, Hunter I, I agree with you it's just you know when you're when you're a team in a very desperate situation it almost it calls for a desperate measure you know yeah. no holding on holding on to another timeout is not going to do you any good, any good, you know, maybe there is that perfect camera angle that they just see it just right, you know, but so I, the whole thing was just a meltdown. Like nothing was going our our way that day um, in any way, shape or form. And the end of that, yeah, yeah. the end of that drive was a complete meltdown. Um, But it goes back to our point before it's like, are we really getting back in, into this game with a touchdown there? Yes. We, it becomes a two-score game. That's better than three. But the way but our defense was playing, defense? I was like, it doesn't – like everyone is so overhyped on that that end of that drive. And it's just like it – I don't – I in my heart do not believe it would have made a difference in the outcome of yeah. the game. Now, I we've seen it before, you. right? We've seen it before where the Broncos get it figured out and they make it a close game. And maybe that would have been the catalyst for that. That would have started that whole thing. But this was not the same defensive performance we have seen basically since the Dolphins game. <laughs> yeah. And it was just sad to see that, you know, they came out so lackluster that they found themselves in a hole they couldn't dig themselves out of by way before half, you know? Um, and that's where the frustration comes into is like, I get that 
we're in a good position to get into the playoffs, but we need to now start thinking and asking ourselves, is this a playoff caliber team? Right. The, the question is right now is no, you know, now there's still three weeks in the season and we, let's say we know because there's seven teams that get in we're number 10. So, right. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, assume we get in, <laughs> right. You know, I'm not going to have, I'm going to have my orange and blue shaded goggles on, you know, and saying, yeah, go Broncos. Well, holy crap. We're in the playoffs. Don't be wrong. I'm not going to be sitting here like, Oh, boo, we're in the playoffs. But then it's like, well, do we really stand a chance against some of these other teams? Um, and they're close. I really do think they're close, but there are just some major issues that keep cropping up that do not seem to get resolved. And when teams nitpick on those things, they find great success against us with it. Yeah. And I don't know what you were seeing from the pass rush, but I just cannot understand how those, how the Lions pass rush was just getting through our entire offensive line and getting that kind of pressure to rush over and over and over and over yeah, and over it, again. You've seen it every game, honestly. And I had so much hope after that first drive that we were going to be like, okay, that was just a crappy way to end that drive. But our offense is looking okay. And then the second drive, it's like, Mims, yeah, he got the second foot out of bounds, but that could have been a game-changing play. And then it just fell apart for the first half. But, I mean, look, we did score 17 points in the second half. Now, I don't know, maybe the Lions took their foot off the gas a little bit against us. I don't know. but Trying to um, kill clock something, yeah. Yeah, it, but getting 17 points in, a, in one half is not easy in, in no. any game, I don't think. Um, so, so, yeah, I – to. To your point of like, yeah, if we get in, does it really? I mean, I, look, it matters. That's a conversation for three weeks. This team has not been in the play. We got it. We just, if anything, just so we can stop hearing about the last time. Oh my we God. That's true. Playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there the is, I mean, I care. Now, I mean, the good thing that I hope, the silver lining that I hope comes from all of this, the Texans game, this game, whatever happens, whether we get in the playoffs or not, I hope that fuels the fire over the off season to really get them focused on, okay, we can do this. You know, we can put all of that negative media behind us, all the, you know, it's been so long, you know, the, they won the super bowl and it's like the longest playoff drought, blah, 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 blah. They can put that behind them and they can say, cool. Now we have a path forward, right? We're, we're, we're seeing success. Let's build off of that. Um, yeah. But it just, I think at some point it comes down to who wants it more. And very clearly on this game, the Lions just wanted it heart and soul, and the Broncos were kind of just there to see what happened. I mean, that's that's what it seemed like to me. I'll say this. The one unit I won't blame is special teams. Yep. Agreed. No, 100%. Because like what you're saying, like at least the Lions had to go full length down the field on yeah. these, right? They weren't getting short field, you know, it's not like we were punting bad and they kept starting at their 40 or 45 yard line or something silly like that. Right. We were making them work. We we're doing the work that we could on special teams. It just, it wasn't even close to enough compared to the, the failures of the other two squads. Turns out special teams. It's not one third, one third, one third. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know that's shocking. <laughs> but if it's, you know, brought if, if offense and defense are good and special teams suck, they get a lot of highlights, you know, yeah. of, oh, well, yeah, God, we've, you met, know. we've talked about it. <laughs> we have, right? We've seen those weeks. So, look, man, uh, uh, let's, uh, yeah, the rest of the game, it, it just was the same. It really didn't matter to, in my mind once that 
we go for the field goal. Okay, we're still down three scores, and then they they score right away again, and it's like it, it really was the game's over. Like there was no never a single part of me in after that point, or uh, probably before that point too, where I was like, well, maybe this could happen, maybe that could happen, maybe we get back into it this way. No, it was just like game over. Um, and you know that just. At some point in every game, there's going to be a point where one team says, game over. Yep. And for us, it was early on in this game. It was, yeah, it was like the absolute moment probably was around the start of the fourth quarter, but really it was kind of early. Oh, by, by the time those those touchdowns didn't count and everything, that was it. Uh, you yeah. could, I mean, obviously with the way Coach Payton reacted – the way the players just were not exist. I mean, absolutely non existent there. And I, I mean, it was just a total like, yeah, we're done, you know? Yeah. Uh, but to your question, okay. If you're looking at moving on, regardless of how this season ends. Um, and well, I guess you can't say regardless. Cause Hey, you get in the playoffs, who knows what happens, but well, let's say, I mean, even then you're, you're close, you're on the cusp. Like you, you were, you know, one game against the the Raiders, two points against the yeah. the Commanders away. You're you're talking about being a field goal away, essentially, from being in the playoffs. You know, yeah, like you can't get any Pan- closer than that. You've, you've opened this Pandora's box, and box, and and everyone has talked about this in the NFL in the last two days. This postseason, do we are is this Sean Payton Russell Wilson connection gonna gonna continue? Is it gonna work out? Where what? I'm interested to hear your thoughts on, on this partnership. I think the biggest driver out of all of this is money. Um, okay. That's you fair. know, when you have, when you have a, a contract as big as Wilson's is right now, a couple things need to happen. One, Russ needs to restructure his contract. He does. Uh, I think he does. I think he does. He hasn't played in two seasons. What's his incentive, worthy. incentive to do that though? Get to the playoffs and win the Super Bowl again, okay, and take money as uh, more okay. as incentive pay like versus guaranteed pay. Like, like Trent Warren did. He yeah. has another season like this where it doesn't seem like it's all Russ's fault to me, anyways. And sure, then sure, sure, sure. I'm not. They restructure his contract next year. He gets one more season, and now he's just out on his on his well, ass. Well, here's the other incentive for that: we have more money now in the cap space that so we can bring in better players, better offensive linemen to protect him, bring in more depth. Um, get him more weapons to yeah. get this offense going. All fair points, but are the Broncos going to commit to him like that? And that's the thing. Like, if we don't and we cut him, you're also talking about money in terms of the huge dead cap space hit that we're going to take right. for the next two to three years. You know, so there there is a, a tipping point where it becomes worth it. Like, if Russ doesn't, and again, like you said, I think Russ is – doing much better this year. I mean, look like look at the five-game win stretch, right? I mean, he was phenomenal. Um, he's showing that he still has it. But, you know, at some point, you got to start thinking about the future. And so in two to three years where, okay, us cutting him, we're still going to have a dead cap hit, but it's not going to be hundreds of millions of dollars, a huge percentage of our cap space. You know, then we can have that conversation and be like, yeah, is this time to move forward or not? Right now, I think it's just, you know, he has shown enough improvement and he's worked well enough with Sean Payton over this season uh, that he comes back next year for sure. Um, you know, then there's the conversation of, well, do we draft a quarterback this year in the draft to kind of spend some time behind him to be the quarterback of the future? Which would be great. Ideally. Yeah. You know, but then you're kind of telling Wilson like, Hey, 
you know, we really game. only think that you're going to be around for another two-ish seasons, and then we're going to hand the reins to this guy. You know, you're kind of sending the message hey. to Rush and saying, like, you know, that's fine. You're not going to see your full guy contract. can't play forever, right? Like, well, yeah, he, he when we got him, I would have been happy with three seasons out of the dude. Three right. high level seasons. We've only we haven't yeah. like officially gotten one yet, but um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's a fair assessment to be like, yeah, you got one or two more seasons because and, and it's like at that point, I'm pretty sure the fifth year of his contract cannot be that big of a hit. No, it, it drops off. Yeah, it's no, gotta be like almost by year four, it's not dropping off. Yeah, for a quarterback, anyways, quarterback for a contract that that he has. But um, yeah. my thing is like, who? Okay, what's the other option though? Like at this point we have ruled ourselves out of like probably the top three to four to maybe even five top quarterbacks in this draft. Yeah. Unless we do something crazy, which I do not want us to do to mortgage like the entire future to get three more first round picks for, yeah, yeah. no, we're not. No, yeah. we're done with that. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think we're going to do that. So I think we're going to be with Russ. Um and and I think it's a fine thing. I yeah, if we take a quarterback where we're where we're gonna be drafting somewhere in the late teens, you know, um that's a guy that you could develop potentially. Um potentially. Or maybe you wait a year, maybe you punch it a year, um, and do it yeah. next year. Um I just I what I don't know what the alternative is. Like are we are we just giving up? <laughs> like uh, I think we're staying I don't think we're Yeah, I don't think we're giving up. I think we're staying the course. That's the best way to put it. We're looking at other options. We are looking at the numbers to see, you know, if we needed to move on, when would be a good time to do that. But for right now, fiscally, more than anything, it makes sense just to keep the guy. I would. Like what free agent quarterback? I know. Well, exactly. Like, it, it, yeah. That's going to be better than them. Like, I don't know. I think, you know, Russ listens to our podcast. Um, I'm, Obviously. Uh, I have that. Does, for, everyone you know, so, so first off, for us, we love you. Like, I'm not, you know, yeah. crapping on I you. I want to just, keep you. I would implore you to maybe think about restructuring your contract, you know. Help, <laughs> that would be ideal. Help the team out, bring you in more weapons, better protection. You're going to feel better. You're going to do better. I know you want your new daughter to see you win a, another Super Bowl, man. You know, so let's, let's make this happen, right? I'm not saying cut his salary in half. I'm saying... Let's make let's take some of the guaranteed right. money and Based turn it more. You interest. could ask him to cut it in half, and he'll be well. He'll be he's already just fine. He'll be fine know. with a tenth of his salary. <laughs> but but yeah, it's like turn this more into incentives. You know, hey, you know, win a playoff game, then you'll get a huge chunk of that money back. You know, um, so there there's options there. I think you're going to see a lot of very, um, a couple different moves that the Broncos are going to make during the offseason in terms of restructuring contracts, you know, freeing I mean, up some, some of the cap space, you know. That'd be huge. We have the richest owners in the league. Like, they're going to make things happen. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I 100% agree. But I guess the the, my, the the core of my question is, how much are you making out of this dust-up between Sean Payton and Russ on the side? Oh, I'm nothing. Nothing. I'm not making... Nothing. Could, could it... The one thing I'll say for consistency's sake is just for the same amount of crap I was giving Jerry Judy for the hissy fit he threw on the field, um, that was because he wasn't getting the ball thrown to him when he was wide open. Dude, do that in the locker room. Do that on the sideline. Don't make a big public appearance of it. Okay, well, Sean, 
I get you were pissed off in the moment. Look, we all lose our, our, our temper, but same thing to him. Dude, take it to the locker room, you know? Yeah. Um, but you're screaming. It's not, I don't know what was said. He's not going to tell us what was said. And that's perfectly fine by me. Um, I don't think that there's like the two don't like each other. I don't think that there's any like no. major disagreements or anything between them. I think Sean Payton lost heat in the moment. Um, I, I still think like there's a much better way to do it, you know, and as a head coach, because look, when the other players see your head, the head coach screaming at your quarterback, it yeah. kind of really doesn't matter for what, you know, no, unless he's saying like, oh, I really I loved the fact that you brought over some homemade cookies last week. They I, were think, I think that delicious. would go over differently. <laughs> I think that would go over differently. Yeah. <laughs> and pointing like those hey, were just the chocolate chips. were. Right. The, it was perfect. It was perfect. Okay. You know what? And to your point, Kevin, maybe that is what he was saying. And maybe, maybe he doesn't want to say that. Calm. He Russell doesn't want to say that. Like I know. One, I know he doesn't want the he doesn't he doesn't want the secret to get out that Russ makes amazing gingerbread cookies. Two, yeah. he doesn't want to get all the flack for talking about gingerbread cookies when you're down by 40 points yeah. <laughs> against the line. Like, I really gotta tell him this, but I'm gonna yell so that people <laughs> mad, right? Um, I will say, you know, Russ kept his composure. Like he didn't uh, he look did, at it. Yeah, he like, he kind of just stood yeah. there and took it. He was like, yeah. I mean, not even a head nod of like, got it. Or he just kind of just like, you're yelling, you're yelling, you're yelling, you're and you're walking away. Okay. I'll look over here. now. <laughs> and there's been like commentators. that are like, I want Russ to like fire back at him. And, I, and, no. they're like, and then Sean Payton would respect that. him more. And like, no. and that's what, that's what Sean Payton wants to see out of Russ. And it's like, I don't know, maybe, who knows, but it's like, it's all distraction. None of it matters if you're going to go out and lose 42 to 17. So yep, that's the bigger picture here. Like, and that's what I'm more upset about. Um, you know, if there are a whole number of situations, talk about what ifs and everything, but in rebounding next week and rebounding, you know, look, if they rebound next week, nobody's going to talk about how Sean Payton yelled. Like nobody's going to talk about but it. It is um, very bad optics in the NFL to be that's, yelling at that's the starting problem. quarterback on the sideline. And in a situation where it's like, what? I don't even understand what he was yelling at him about. Like, yeah. And he keeps saying after the fact in his press conferences today. And it was after it was the play after, you know, or whatever. he was, he was just upset about the penalty. And it's like, well, that's not Russ's fault. Like, why are you mad at Russ for that? Like, yeah, it doesn't really add up to me, but no. and so other people have speculated you know, that he didn't take enough time to allow them to see. But it's like, again, that's why you have, you have, <laughs> you have communication in the headset to be like, do not snap the ball now. Like, yeah, yeah I think they can, they can talk to each other up to 10 seconds in the play clock. Ten and Russell was snapping the ball in those two plays, 19 seconds, 20 seconds. Like, yeah, they could have been talking to him and be like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Do that. And then like, it just seems like they weren't. So, right. I I do nope. not I don't know how you could blame Russ for for not scoring a touchdown. No, I, I don't either. Um, I think it was what man. you said, taking out frustration. Yeah, but Look, again, optics can't do that to your quarterback, bro. Like that's the biggest thing. That's <laughs> the biggest room. thing. The biggest takeaway, you know. And it, it's because you know I'm not going to give Sean Payton a free pass, you know, because I, I I harped on and I I tore apart Jerry Judy. Um, rightfully so. I still stand by that, right? I think he does. He deserved every bit of crap he got. He did better this last week, right? Yeah, he got seventy um, yards. Yeah, so you know, like okay. game, he got forty okay, freaking yards right there. Like, yeah, I'm like, cool, man. We're good now. He's We're not dead now. to the like, Broncos, so right. 
So same thing want, with, that with, is one thing you want to see from your organization, not giving up on guys just because they had a bad yeah. week, bad month, bad season even. So Right. But that same thing with Sean Payton. Man, you should not have done that. You know, I, I'll stand by anyone else who states who says, like, that was totally wrong for optics and blah, 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 blah. It, you know, I'll be like, but I get it. I get the frustration. And I got the frustration for Jerry Judy, too. Like, I, I understand right. where you're coming from. But there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. And as a head coach, you've got to be even more aware of the optics. I like. I don't know. You're talking about Jerry Judy, who's on his, you know, rookie contract still and is new to the NFL in that regard. And a guy in Sean Payton, who's been here this doing is this fourth season, de- de- literally decades. <laughs> like, Yeah, but this is his fourth season. I think it's after the second season, you can say this guy's like, been around the block a couple times. I understand what you're saying, but <laughs> but even Jerry more Judy in that situation, Sean Payton, Sean Payton in that situation, yes, 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 I, yes. I don't I know how you could lose your cool like that without... Yeah, and, but that's the way Sean Payton is. Like, do I want to be best friends with the guy? Probably not. Well, that's a yeah. lie. He's the head coach of the Broncos. I do want to be best friends with him. But uh, yeah. he kind of, kind of like he is intense. He's Bill Parcells, right? He comes from that that lineage. Yeah, he does. And, yeah. Um, so that's what you're going to get from him. So we get it. We kind of get it at this point. But just, I mean, he's going to get torn apart. You know, if he if that's what we're going to see every week from yeah. from the whole national media, which whatever, I don't again, I don't care as long as we're winning, but we're not going to have these meltdowns if we're winning. <laughs> so exactly it goes both ways. Well, look, man, this was uh, obviously, the show was fun. I like hanging out with you. It's always a good, good conversation. Good talk. Um, the, don't it just, with the, too much uh, confidence, Kev. The game, well, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say it was better with David here last week, but, you know, I, I guess I'm glad you're back here now. Um, <laughs> sorry, had to. Um, but, oh, you're, you're just, just going to leave me. Okay, that's fair. Um, <laughs> look, guys, the, the Broncos obviously did not have a good week at all. Um, I think you just hopefully – one of those games, you're just like, yeah, yeah I can just leave, Kev. If you don't want yeah, me, that's I can leave. <laughs> no, I want you here. I, I would prefer you to be here over me being alone. Are you trying but, to um, recreate the Sean Payton meltdown now? Kind of. <laughs> John, if you didn't listen, no, I'm not gonna. Okay. Um, <laughs> cut that, cut that, cut that. Um, and uh, look, the, the I'm really hoping that this was just out of the net, you know, yeah, the four weeks here. This was the week that just anything that could have gone wrong for us did. We got all the bad juju out of the way now, and it's going to be smooth sailing from here on out. We're going to win some games. We're going to we're going to play really well. Other teams we need to lose are going to lose. We're getting the playoffs, and then we'll see what happens from there. You know, um, Look, but I'm just I'm just really hoping we can put this all behind us and talk about good yeah. things next week. To, to end on a positive note, I mean, yes, it was not it was an ugly way to lose. There's no way around that. Against the Lions. Um, But we did have this marked on a calendar as the game, the most likely loss. You know, when we were, when we were all excited about the five, five game win streak, we're like, this Lions game is probably the most, but, and then we were trying to find losses other places. Right. So at the end of the day, it's, it's a loss and that's it. You know, it's not, (laughs) it did not, to be clear, it did not reset the barometer of bad losses for the year. It's going to no. take a lot to top that line uh, or the uh, the Dolphins game, right? 
Well, at least we didn't get 63 put up on us, like, you know, the Chargers and uh, that mess. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. So if we had <laughs> lost to the Raiders, like we lost to the, or yeah. If we had a game like the Raiders Chargers, um, yeah, that would be, be a different. Complete, that would reset the barometer. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But um, you look at this, these teams, you know, nine and five Cleveland. Yeah, they're probably in just because of their wins at this point. But they have third string, fourth, I think fourth string actually, Joe Flacco as their quarterback. Like, it's not crazy to Somebody... think that Joe Flacco is going to lose three games in a in a row. Right. Well, who are they playing? Is well, one of these teams that are playing them, like just shut Joe yes. Flacco up. Yeah. I can't stand seeing his smug little face out there smiling. It's like, dude, nobody I mean, wanted you for the longest time. Yeah. You but know, if I, I was him, ready. If I were oh, him, I'd be doing the same thing. I'd be like, fuck all yeah. you. I, I don't. I don't blame him. But I'm also kind of at the same time hoping somebody shuts him down real good and brings him back down. Well, to earth. You know, there's nothing to say that the Browns can't can't lose three in a row. Jaguars are the fourth seed because someone has to win that division. I mean, they, just <laughs> lost. they could lose all of them. And yeah. So that goes to the Colts, right? Colts are eight and six. They're on their backup quarterback. Bengals have their backup quarterback, a guy no one heard of who might like win people fantasy leagues the way he's playing. Yeah. But like, yep. again, not a guy with a ton of experience. Um, Texans, they're on their backup. Who knows? I mean, unless Stroud comes back this week, but you know, all these teams, the bills are the one that's like, they're probably, yeah. they're kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, and then the way they play Dallas. On Mitch Trubisky. So it's like all these teams have issues and, like from a health standpoint, we really don't comparatively, um, you know, yeah, Tim Patrick, yeah, but we haven't had him this whole season. Um, other than that, though, like, and Dulcich, yeah, I, he's probably done for the year, it seems like. Yeah. Okay, we haven't had him all season. So it just, it makes sense to me that Patriots, we got to win week one here or the next week, I guess, but and then it comes down to beating our division. And we, we've talked about that so many times. You got to win your division. Like you got to be consistent against your division. And we go against, okay, again, all three of the people we're playing Patriots, backup quarterback, Chargers, backup quarterback, Raiders, backup quarterback, what, and interim coach um, in the Chargers and the Raiders. So it's not ridiculous to think that we can win out. It's going to be. Yeah. Not easy. It's never easy to win three, but it seems like one of the easier three to win. We're never going to get a chance this easy again, at least not anytime soon. So, you know, there's some positivity. Believe it can happen. And yeah, I knew you had it. And it starts this week. It starts this week. And if we can beat a Patriots team that we all hate, we hate Bill Belichick. We hate the Patriots. We're at home. It's gonna. I hope it comes down to the final week against the Raiders because, yeah, if it's shut up or put up, like put up or shut up, uh, and we don't win that, then it's like you deserved it. Yeah, for a number of different reasons, but yeah, I mean, we need to, the next streak. We need to end is the the Raiders winning streak against us, you know, and so that could be very well the game that gets us in the playoffs. In addition to trying to beat I that streak, it, I think so, that will be the game that gets us. I do believe we're going to win this week. I do believe we're going to beat Stick. Yeah, but his name's Stick. His name is, he's a Stick. Yeah, How like do you not break that guy in half every time you're, when you're. A pass can you, I mean, can you just imagine, like, you know, 
stick as quarterback of the you know, champions, Super Bowl champions. So it's like his name stick. Like I can't get behind that. Like he doesn't have a championship winning name. Like stick. I don't like, think ooh, anyone's I... clamoring to get to him on their team. No, um, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I really do believe that we win these next two and that it comes down to the Ravens game. And I, I think we win that too. I do think we're going to get in. And Man, if I have no idea where we're going to be, I don't know if we're going to be five. I don't know if we're going to be seven. I don't think the Chiefs just, are going to allow us to win the AFC West because no, not now. We, we win out, they lose out. We do, but we do, but that's it. That's even though, way. yeah, that's the only way. Um, they have the tiebreakers against us, so we would have to have one more. Why, game why, I was curious, why, why is that? You know, I'll top your head. It was uh, um, conference games. They had a better record of conference games. Was I think yeah. it was like the third or fourth tier tiebreaker or something like that. Um, they had it listed on. But not if we went out. Well, it doesn't matter. Whatever. Well, if we went out, yeah. We'll worry about that scenario when it gets closer. Well, we'll talk about that week eight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not going to happen, so let's not really worry. Probably about not going to happen. So. Um, look, guys, uh, we'll be back tomorrow night for Bourbon Broncos No BS, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, every Tuesday night. You can check out this podcast if you missed out any of it on YouTube or any of the podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are there. Uh, and we're going to be here no matter what, win, lose, or tie. I mean, this is uh, our uh, reaching the end of our seventh season here, uh, so we'll be moving on to our eighth year here pretty soon. So hopefully a lot more good news coming down the pike for us. And for all of you Broncos fans, um, John, man, thank you very much for being here. Always good seeing you, bud. I appreciate it. Pleasure. I really do. Thank From the you. bottom of my heart, I, I I do love you being the co-host of the show with me. So, uh, well, thank you. I know I'm better than David, obviously. Thank you. Everyone. You have better hair. You have better hair. and and watch. Yeah, it's a little off today, but that's fine. You know, that's. <laughs> That'll happen from time to time. Just like the Broncos will be off from time to time, my hair will be off from time to time. It's okay. I won't hold it against you. Just uh, you know, bounce back. Do better tomorrow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> hey man, let's uh, let's go ahead and end this as we always do. On a very strong, go Broncos! Go Broncos! Take care, guys. In the zone, here I go. In the zone, here I go. In the zone, here I go. Yeah, they know I'm a pro.